Welcome to Imperfect Nutrition. I'm your host, Stephanie, holistic nutritionist and trainer. In this podcast, we tackle the all or nothing mindset by providing an imperfect approach to your health and wellness. We empower you to embrace imperfection so you can become your most highest version of self. So fuck perfection and join us on this episode. Welcome to Imperfect Nutrition. I am your host, Stephanie, and today I have my other coach, Eliza, on, and today we're going to talk all about hypertrophy. So this is, in basic terms, how to build muscle. So I would say that we are muscle mommies, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Heck yeah. <laughs> so I think we know how to build muscle for the most part. If you have yeah. seen Eliza's physique or you've seen my physique, not trying to brag or anything, but you know, we've been working out a bit. <laughs> Just a little bit. Just a bit. Um, but yeah, so I would say that we both come back. We we are both in like that um bodybuilding kind of realm. So we both have like the ideas of, you know, bro science with real science. Mm-hmm. Um for the most part, I would say. I would say sometimes for me, I'm a little bit of bro science. Like I'm like, I don't know why I think this works. I just do. Um, <laughs> I know that you're very, very passionate about this and you love learning about like how to build muscle. It's the best way to, you know. Um, increase your performance in the gym and all these things. So um, yeah, tell us about like, what would you say is the foundation of building muscle? If someone is in the gym and they're like, man, I really want to grow some glutes or I really want to grow some shoulders. Like, you know, what would be the foundation for them to start at? I would say um, everything else aside, like training aside, all comes back down to the diet. Like the same way that if somebody would were to ask me how 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 could I lose fat first Mm -hmm. things first make sure your diet's in check and like it's ready for hypertrophy right so what what does that mean that's ready for hypertrophy are you are you like saying like the amount of calories you're eating or the the split of the macros um ideally you want to get to a place where it's like you have at least one gram of protein per pound of body weight at at least Mm -hmm. um they recommend that like there's a lot of studies that show that that's like that's a good place to start for most people. Of course, it varies from person to person, but you want to make sure there's enough protein to be building that muscle. Right. And don't just be doing protein. Don't don't think that, OK, I have to be on keto or something. Carbohydrates are also um, there's also a lot of studies on carbs that show that they are very like muscle promoting. Yeah. So a lot of people don't realize it, but carbohydrates is that that first form of energy that your body actually prefers using your body doesn't prefer to use fats it rather actually use carbohydrate your glycogen storages that's like the storage molecule for glucose in your muscles and your liver your body prefers that and when you're eating enough carbs this means that your body is protein sparing so that means that um your body's going to use the carbohydrates before they use the protein for energy because if you are lean enough we both know you can break down proteins for energy right yeah so there is kind of like that aspect so don't be afraid of carbs um (laughs) they're not just going to put on fat it will also help you build that muscle and give you that energy to really push in the gym right exactly yeah So nutrition is that foundational kind of thing for anything that you want to do in your fitness journey. You know, if you want to lose weight, you want to, you know, build muscle, you want to just, you know, whatever it may be, maybe get stronger. Um, Or even if you're like an endurance athlete, like your nutrition is very, very important when it comes to that. 
Um, but in our context, we're talking about building that muscle. Mm-hmm. So I would say, yeah, nutrition is such a, uh, such a, like, you know, something that you should get under control before you try to do anything. Yeah. But I'm kind of like on the opposite. I think your training needs to be in check because, um, I have seen with a lot of people, even if their nutrition really isn't on point, like <laughs> they can still relatively build a good amount of muscle with their yeah. new beans when they add yes. training and they've never done it before. Mm-hmm. Um, I do find, yeah, newbie gains are a thing. Like you could have like a pretty mid diet, like just, you know, even just like straight eating takeout and you could get some pretty significant gains from that. But um, I like the word that you use newbie gains in the sense that like, there's going to be a point where you do plateau with that. There's only so far you can go, right? Once you start getting more advanced and your body starts to adapt, there's certain things that you have to instill in like your training, your training and your diet to keep progressing. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that beginning phase of just adding in resistance training, your body's so adaptable. So I think that's, this is a point to really realize with hypertrophy or building muscle is that your body is going to adapt to whatever you put it in. So like, for instance, if your goal was to run longer, your body's going to adapt in a certain way to, you know, lower your blood pressure, um, slow down your heartbeat so that you're more efficient at running and you can endurance run. It's the same with, you know, building muscle. So when you hypertrophy, when you try to, you know, build muscle and your resistance training, um, your body is now having this demand to put on more muscle because of the breakdown that you're having in the gym, right? So that the next time you go, you'll be able to essentially lift more or be able to take that resistance of whatever it may be with a barbell, dumbbells, cables, or even your body weight, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so tell us, let's kind of get into like the nitty gritty. So we're talking about, you know, the newbie gains, the um, nutritional aspect. What are some go-tos for you that you think have really helped you significantly to build more mass maybe in the last couple of years? In the last couple of years, I will definitely say, um, especially first getting a coach, (laughs) Steph being my coach, of course, um, I wasn't familiar with periodizing and like um, phasing my workouts, having designated um, blocks of training that are like building phases, cutting phases. I didn't understand that, Um, didn't understand any sort of structure or following a split and a lot of people they aren't educated on these sort of things like especially girls like we don't know where to start we'll we'll just go and like okay I want to grow my legs let me hit legs six times a week (laughs) and then wonder why you're not growing or why you're plateauing it's because you're hitting random exercises you're not following a proper structure and most of all you're not giving yourself and your muscles a chance to recover and adapt right Mm -hmm. so um, getting that structure and like giving myself instead of like doing a six day split of like all legs, I'm doing like three leg days a week, um, staggering them, making sure I have the amount of recovery between to to go ham the next time and then progressively uh, increasing my weights from workout to workout, challenging myself. These are certain aspects, key aspects to my workouts um, that definitely helped me like really, really uh, gain that muscle mass. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, So like, there's so many techniques of what you can do to 
you know, grow a muscle. So, you know, there's, you can add more volume. And I think when people think volume, they think like, oh, I need to do it more times a week. Yeah. You can add an extra leg day or something. If you're doing one, you go to two, that's adding more volume essentially throughout the week, but you can add more volume in the amount of reps or the amount of mm -hmm. sets you do, or even the volume of how much weight that you're lifting or pushing. Right. Exactly. So it doesn't need to necessarily mean rep sets or how many times you do it a week. It could be the volume of oh, well, last week I did two plates on the leg press. Now I'm doing three plates on the leg press. That's mm -hmm. more volume and weight, you know? Exactly. Yeah. So that that's, uh, those are different types of progressions. Like, yeah, you could go by weight, you could go by reps. Um, and then when you start getting even more advanced, there's specific techniques that you can implement, such as like, for example, you have probably hear Jeff Nipper talk about them, those long length partials where like at the very bottom of the, the rep or like, the point where the muscle is the most elongated and you're getting the deep stretch kind of doing partials at that point doing isometric holds uh that where you hold at a certain position in a exercise um keeping your muscle contracted um there's also myo reps myo reps where it's like basically you will go during a set and you'll just keep repping it out until you're like super fatigued you'll stop for like five seconds go back into it and that's another way to get some really intense training in there's drop sets like I, it goes on and on these are so these are there's so many like advanced uh techniques and strategies that i've kind of learned through you know research and time training and it's really great because what you want to look for when it comes to training for hypertrophy is kind of pushing your muscle to the next level without without overstretching yourself, overstretching the muscle. Like because sometimes there's only so much that we can push in weight. Like once you get to like a three plate squat, what are you gonna go to like five plates? Remembering that what your goal is, yeah, <laughs> five plates. I imagine. <laughs> Remember. <sighs> One day, <laughs> uh, remembering what your goal is, like, are you a powerlifter or are you here to gain some muscle, right? So it doesn't always have to be weight. There are so many different forms of progression and techniques to make the exercise harder and just uh, stimulate the muscle more so that you have those metabolites that are kind of basically creating that hypertrophy that you want, Make the muscle bigger. <laughs> I'm getting yeah. out. No, no, it no, like it's it's good though because like I, I don't think a lot of people realize that when it when it comes to building muscle and, um, you know I think a really big thing for me at least is what is my intention and am, am I really focused on what am I doing or am I off in la la land thinking about other things? Mm -hmm. You know, I, I see a lot of people that are in the gym and like even the other day, you know, while we were doing our content thing and like I'm like okay, well I'm putting my phone away and everything because I'm I'm training now. I'm not doing content anymore. I'm training. And then you saw the guys going and like still videoing and videoing themselves yeah. training. Like, you know, that's cool and all, but like I, when I train, I want to be so focused on what I'm doing. I don't want distractions. I actually hate sometimes that I have to film. I don't have to film myself working out, but I would prefer not to. I prefer yeah. not to doing my gym. I could go to the gym, not have any freaking music on and just train and like mm -hmm. be intentional and being there like when me and you train and we're like there's no music there's no nothing and we're just like fuck you know what yeah. I mean we're in it like, 
those are my best leg days because I'm like, I'm actually being intentional and I'm being present. I'm like focusing on what I'm doing. So that intention is so important with anything you do, even your cardio. Like when I'm in prep, my cardio needs to be intentional, not just bullshit that I do now where I'm just like walking around and being silly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I like everyone has their own approach to training. And uh, I do like that about like training with you because I I noticed like, doesn't matter what gender, like if I'm training with somebody, I notice the same sort of things. They're not intentional with their training. Um, Sometimes they're just not educated enough to on the topic or as passionate about, you know, what it is that they want to get to. They just kind of go to the gym for fun. So that's each their own. Right. But with me, it's like, I come here, I do my research. I, like I look at the studies, I see what's best for the muscle. And, you know, I think about like what the, my main goal is, you, you always have to go back to the goal, right? Like, why? Why are you at the gym? Right? What's your intention here? Are you here to get strong? Are you here to get jacked? Are you here to lose fat? Right? If if there's no, like goal and purpose behind why you're there? Why are you there? <laughs> yeah. You know? I think for me, like a lot of times, uh, not for me, but what I see with some people is the analysis paralysis where they're analyzing what they should be doing. They're hyper thinking about what they should be doing. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, you just need to go and do, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So like, it's so great to research and do all these things and be passionate about it, but then you actually have to go and do it, you yeah. know, instead of being like, what is the best thing for my muscle? Like just go and do experiment, right? Because mm-hmm. what is good for one person is not good for everyone. 100%. I even say that with my clients. I'm like, hey, if a w- exercise is not working for you and you don't feel it, no matter what we do, one, obviously it could be your form and you actually don't know how to execute it properly. Or two, maybe just the way your body is. We need to try something different. Like for instance, um, I figured out last week when training with Andrea, I'm like, oh, you have longer femurs than me. Cause we were adjusting the machine. She has longer femurs than I do. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's probably why it's harder for you to squat than it is for me. Like I can squat heavy and I can do that. And it's pretty easy. It's always been easy for me to just go and squat. So I'm just like, I never really understood that. But then once I understood like people have different body types and, you know, the the length of their bones and like their and how their body sits, um, they're not going to be able to do things or it might not be beneficial for them. So maybe 100%. do traditional squat for her is not going to be the best thing for hypertrophy with me I'm like I feel it instantly in my glutes don't know why I'm like squats I feel it so much in my glutes but for some people they're like it's all quads Mm. you know have you ever just wanted to eat just like a roll of oreos is that what they call it a roll of oreos (laughs) I don't know Have you ever just wanted to eat, you know, a bunch of freaking cookies, but still be able to lose weight? Girl, I feel you. Same here. I wish I could just eat whatever the hell that I want while being able to lose weight. And guess what? You can do that. All right. You can do that with some flexible dieting with imperfect nutrition. Now, if that sounds like fun and you want to eat some Oreos with your coach staff and, you know, work out hard like a beast in the gym, feel strong, have a big booty and that snatched waist, well, you can go and apply for imperfect nutrition through the bio link. Okay. So I have that actually 
in my description. So in this episode, in the description link, you will be able to see an application form or if you want, you can book a call with me and we can talk about how we can get to your fitness goals, right? Right. So Another thing that Imperfect Nutrition is launching is we are launching a free resource for moms, okay? We have a free course for you to get where it's all about losing that mom pouch. So I go over, you know, the nutrition aspect, the workout aspect, and the mindset that you need in order to lose that mom pouch. If that sounds good to you, DM me mom pouch and I will send you over that free resource. All right. So that is what Imperfect Nutrition is offering right now. Um, I'll let you get back to this episode and I hope you enjoy. Bye. Yeah, that's that you bring up a very important point and like that's a lot of people don't realize that they tend to be very pedantic with like the methodology and like the science behind things, which is why when I talk about stuff like this, I, I, I talk about it with a lot of nuance because you're right. Everybody has their own biomechanics, like even me and I have had clients that I've trained and I continue to train right now where we have to refrain from certain exercises or we have to modify them because they they don't hit the right way or like they'll cause lower back strain and not because the person's doing them wrong because sometimes they actually have certain injuries or previous injuries that don't allow them to move that way or they just yeah once again their biomechanics may may be different the femurs are longer or their hips their hip mobility is just wonky or something like that right so but but that's the thing learning to work around that work learning what works best for your body and really feeling everything out that's the best thing that you can do to gain muscle, right? Like you have to find what works for you. If if a certain exercise that you're doing, like let's say hip thrust, you don't feel your glutes, figure figure out a stance that might hit it better or a range of motion that might work better. Like on a Saturday, 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 yeah. Um, maybe that top half of the rep is where you really get that contraction. Whereas at the bottom, you're only feeling hamstrings. If it's a glute day, just do the top half if you're only feeling it there, right? Figuring out, playing around with certain exercise and movements is your best bet when it comes to that. Yeah, no, for sure. And uh, and not being so caught on the form police, you know, I feel like mm-hmm. people are like, oh, your form's bad, your depth's not good. And it's just like, it's like with Paul, like sometimes his, his depth won't be that like much in a squat, but it's just like, you can't say that he doesn't know how to build muscle he has massive Mm -hmm. legs right so it's just like just looking at it from that standpoint like just the form police and stuff like that um as long as you're not injuring yourself and you don't feel it in places maybe you shouldn't (laughs) yeah (laughs) um yeah and then another thing I want to talk about it's not really hypertrophy but it's this thing that I know I struggled with myself is I always wanted the lean look you know I wanted that lean lean look not knowing I needed to build more muscle in order to have that lean look yep was a big mistake I thought I just had to burn 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 so I'm doing these like booty exercises and these Mm -hmm. I'm like why isn't my booty looking like that it's like because you the muscle yet yep. build muscle it's not about you getting leaner it's about or can work conditioned it's about you actually having the muscle mass because once you exactly. have that muscle mass you don't actually have to be as lean like yep. I'm like when I first started bodybuilding I think like my smallest weight was like 105 pounds fucking crazy I know That's insane. so insane and now 
me at like 120, 125, I'm already pretty freaking lean. And that's where I used to be like kind of almost fluffy. Mm-hmm. First started training. I was at mm-hmm. 125, I was out of shape. And now at 125, I'm like, oh, I'm getting pretty lean. I'm getting dicey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's that's a difference in body composition too, right? And, and people don't realize that like muscle weighs muscle weighs <laughs> like more than fat like it's a it's a lot more dense so it gives you that appearance wait wait wait, wait, wait. let's just explain this to people it's not that <laughs> muscle weighs more than fat it's just that muscle is more dense so five yes. pounds of muscle is going to take up less space because it's more dense than five pounds of fat exactly yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh oopsie <laughs> oopsie um but yeah that, that's what i mean essentially like uh fat like five pounds of fat would just be like a bigger amount than five pounds of muscle right that's why when people see me i'm 153 pounds when i ask people how like i'm like how much do i look like i weigh they they usually guess like in the 130s because of my size and i'm like no that's what i weighed when i started <laughs> when i was and, and i looked a lot less like you, you didn't see the cuts and the lines in in my freaking quads that you see now and that's because of the muscle mass that i have right it also burns a lot more calories too like having more muscle mass right? I say you get to eat more. <laughs> that too. I love food. <laughs> yeah. Um. And, and also I think something to kind of bring up is genetics. Like mm-hmm. some people are going to be more genetically predisposed to be able to gain more muscle. Cause like when I look back at my first show, like I was training maybe for like four, six months bodybuilding style. And before that, I really wasn't doing anything spectacular in the gym for my first show. And I had a decent amount of muscle mass. And I think like, yeah, it kind of just shows you there's like a genetic component. Like you have to, you have to kind of consider this, Eliza, like you're 23 years old and you have a lot more muscle mass than people that might've been training for almost 10 years. You know what I mean? So it's like, you have to like consider that your muscle might not be as dense and grainy, but like, for instance, you have more muscle mass than me and like, I'm older and I've been training for longer, but my muscles denser, you know, cause yeah. it's more, more grainy. It's aged. Matured. It's mature, <laughs> if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Genetics do play a huge role. I do agree. Yeah. Those Filipino genes, man. In yeah. the legs and the shoulders. <laughs> Yeah. And I think like, you know, a sign to know if you're someone that probably would respond to training and build muscle fast is how hungry are you? Like legit, like, do you have good hunger signals? Because you're going to need to eat to grow at some point. I'm a bottomless pit. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, That's my thing. I feel like the more I get to eat, the more my hunger actually spikes up. It's Mm -hmm. weird. Like, um, and, and then also, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just being older. I just don't have the same hunger response as I did when I was your age. Like when I was your age, I was was hungry. Ravenous. (laughs) Yeah. Ravenous. (laughs) But I was also a lot more active. And I was like, like I was saying, I was like, I'd be doing like easy 20, 20 K steps a day without trying. You know what I mean? Just because I was like, we're hospitals running around all day, you know, like my lifestyle was so different as well than it is now. I'm like sitting more. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah I don't know those are all factors right um there was something I wanted to talk about when it comes to building muscle and it was just on the tip of my tongue and now I can't remember it um oh oh rest times in between sets so we talked about rest and recovery not like overdoing it 
um, like every single day in the gym, like if you're trying to grow your legs, not trying to, you know, train your legs every day. Right. Um, but one thing I think gets overlooked is the rest time between your actual sets. So many women are like, oh, I want to keep my heart rate up. I want to keep my heart rate up. I want to burn. I want to burn. I want to burn. And not realizing that's going against them. Like having that longer period, like a minute to 90 seconds, maybe even two minutes between a set. So you can be intentional and actually be able to lift again, like a heavy, a heavy load, you know? You don't want it to be at a point where your cardiovascular system is your limiting factor, right? Like, who knows how many extra reps you could have got in if you could have just like rested and got your lungs to rest. Like, once again, being intentional with your training, your cardio is your cardio, your resistance training is your resistance training. You need to split those two up if your goal is to grow, right? Yeah. And no offense. I know you work at F45, but like, I feel like that's the problem with some of those classes is that like they want this, um, heart rate up you know they and like I know you said there are some lifting classes now which is so so awesome I love to hear yeah. that mm-hmm. um, but I know when it first started it was very like of a hit style training yeah day, right say places like like Orange Theory especially where like I don't even think they have weights I've heard F45 talks down on them quite a lot <laughs> for that reason but um no I agree like having designated days and just like splitting things up is the way that it should be especially when you have like certain goals to grow, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So like, you know, um, have longer rest periods. And I think a big misconception is that you build your muscle in the gym, but you actually don't, you build your muscle on how you recover. So stretching, mobility, your food intake, your water intake, your sleep, sleep, sleep is huge. If you want to have a sexy body, sleep more. <laughs> facts 100% like that's where your recovery is right your digestion like your protein synthesis all that stuff can't be done unless your body gets sleep even growth hormone that's where most of it is getting um released is while you're sleeping right mm-hmm. so uh, did I make that up I know I don't think I did no no, no that's it that's right yeah okay. <laughs> <laughs> things and they're like quarters of my brain I'm like is that fact or did I just think it was <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah Oh, awesome. Okay. So is there anything else you want to talk about when it comes to building muscle? Honestly, I could go on for hours, <laughs> but honestly, uh, just main points to take from this, just being intentional with your training, prioritizing your diet. And yeah, those, those are the main two things. Like if yeah. I were to sum it up into two things, intentional and then diet. <laughs> I think my biggest thing is you can't focus on fat loss and weight loss and trying to build muscle at the same time. They're two different systems. Again, Mm -hmm. the only caveat is newbie gains and you will plateau and you will plateau fast depending Mm -hmm. on your genetics. You're not an Eliza, so don't act like it, okay? Like seriously though, you're not. So it's just like, you are not the outlier. Most of us are not the outliers, Mm -hmm. you know? So- focus on one thing at a time. If you want to build your glutes, focus on getting that metabolism up, building muscle, eating lots of calories, getting used to eating more food and prioritizing the training and getting stronger. You want to focus on fat loss. That's a different system, right? Don't try to be doing them at the same time because you're just going to be very disappointed. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Right. Awesome. Thank you for joining me. And yeah, we'll talk soon. Bye guys. Bye guys. (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs>
Thank you for listening to Imperfect Nutrition. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, comment, and share with your friends. And if you wanted to do some online coaching with me, you can DM me on Instagram. That is at a step above the rest. Make sure you put an F with the step. Thanks, guys.